What is going on, guys? It is Jordan Sarmo, and it is so good to be back. Man, um, first of all, I just want to say thank you to everybody. The prayers, the messages, everything. You guys helped me get through this these last couple of weeks, um, especially when I was in the hospital because, you know, you're, when you're in the hospital, you're quarantined, can't talk to anybody, can't see anybody. You're alone the first five days and I have a window in my room. And so I was just reading a lot of your guys' messages. You guys lifted my spirits and I just seriously, genuinely thank you for all the love, the support, the prayers. And uh, I I mean, there was one day I really, really felt them. And I had some some incredible times with God and faith and everything in in that hospital. It came out a different person and I'm just grateful and so happy. Um, and the reason why I'm grateful, cause not, I mean, not everyone had the same, same luck and there's a lot of people sick in the hospital and it was, uh, definitely an eye opening week for me and learned so much. Um, but again, I just want to say thank you for, to everyone for the support, the prayers and everything today. I'm just going to get into my story. I'm going to tell you guys my experience with COVID, what I learned, what would I've done different um, I've, got, I've received so many questions from you guys about the experience and do I have different takes on different issues and we'll get into it. I'm not going to be too long today. Um, I really just wanted to let you guys know how I'm doing. And first of all, when it comes to my health, I'm doing so much better. Um, you know, I had, obviously I came down with COVID pneumonia and uh, there's a lot of things I would have done different, which we'll get into, but my strength is better. I've been eating like crazy because for the first, uh, from like day three to like day 13 in that, in that time range, it was tough for me to even eat because every, every time I would eat, I, th- I throw up, I throw up everything and then I didn't throw in my medication and it was just, it was a tough, tough 10 days. Um, but I've been eating like crazy. I'm feeling amazing. And, um, Yeah. And so I'm just, I'm just excited to be back next week. We're going to start back the Instagram lives with speak truth without fear. Me and Ross will be back on the podcast next week, twice a week. So we're going to start kicking things in again. And I'm really excited to get back and, uh, you know, start having these panels and discussions and, and everything. So, but again, thank you to everyone for the prayers and thoughts. So let's get into it. I got uh, first started feeling sick right around July 20th or 21st. It was a Tuesday night, got home, and then on Wednesday that next morning when I woke up, I started feeling pretty sick, headache, body aches, and I was really tired. And the following day after that, I got a fever. Um, and then three three days after that, my fever broke. So, you know, I started feeling a little bit better. I mean, I was still really tired and the body aches. The body aches were intense. That that was like the main thing. So I was just down down in some Tylenol and the body aches would go away for four hours and then take some more again. And I never really thought that I had COVID. I didn't really find out till about a week in, which is probably one of my biggest learning experiences and things that I would change because... You know, and I did, and the reason why I found out that I had COVID was because one of my buddies called me who I was just hanging out with. And he's like, "Yo, I tested positive." I was like, "Oh, I might have COVID," uh, which I did, and um, and so it wasn't until like day six I really started treating this, which is 
partly why I think, you know, obviously I had it, I had the issues that I had cause I didn't really take it serious until then. Mostly just cause I didn't, I didn't know I had it. And I would say one of, one of my best biggest or one of the biggest learning experiences I would say is the moment you start feeling sick, it's better to be safe than sorry, get tested or start taking the med, med you know, supplements and medications like you have it. One of the two. I've heard so many people say, oh my gosh, I don't want to be another statistic. Like, screw that. It's not even worth messing with your health. This is a real virus. And for some people, it hits it hits way harder than others. You know, I, I hung out with three or four buddies at that event. They all got COVID and they were fine after four days. Me, I had a different experience. Um, one of my doctors sent me this, you know, when I first called him and started to get, you know, finding out what I should do. He said, Co-, and he wrote this, he said, COVID has two phases. Phase one is the viral phase, which is like the typical flu, like symptoms and usually occurs in the first seven days. Most people improve by day six or seven, which is 99.98%. And that 99.98% never go into phase two, uh, which if on day eight, if you develop new shortness of breath, worsening cough, fatigue, other symptoms, you have now entered into phase two, which is a major hypersensitivity event due to effects from, a, from the spike protein. And that is what happened to me. It was right around day eight or nine. Lungs started caving in a little more. Breathing got worse. And um, my ner- my cousin came over. She's like, hey, she test, you know, came and checked out my lungs. She said my lungs were like, you know, the lungs don't sound too bad. But and then she gave me this, uh, I think it's called an oximeter to test, um, tests your oxygen levels. And I was pretty low as in like the mid 80s. And she's like, hey, you should go in. And so I took her advice, took her advice. They got me oxygen. Uh, they treated me with a couple different medications which was, uh, they gave me an antibiotic, a steroid, a blood thinner shot for blood clots, and then they treated me for five days of remdesivir, which, I mean, I've looked at that medication. The trials and results, they're pretty split. About 50% of COVID patients improve from it. Um, But by day three or four, I was feeling much better after getting some oxygen, and the nurses were incredible. And it's so funny, I've gotten so much hate over the last week, mostly from, I guess, a bunch of lefty haters that, you know, the biggest thing, you COVID denier, you COVID hoaxer, you think COVID is fake. I'm like, dude, I never thought COVID was fake. Never. Um, it's so funny, people that stand for medical freedom or against mandates or against the government telling you what to do with your body. They take that as you are a COVID denier. Um, but you love on them. You just love on them. But yeah, so that's, you know, that's, I was in the hospital for about a week. By day four, I was like, I'm ready to get out of here. I'm ready to go. The doctor went to hold me for a couple more days. I respected his decision. And then by day six or seven, I was let out and I'm, and I'm doing much better. Now, what would I have done different and the first thing is I would be prepared. I would have all the supplements that I've been taking, you know, post-hospital and pre-hospital. 
Um, which, you know, obviously before the hospital, I really wasn't taking it until right when I got in because I didn't have all the supplements ready. But if you want to get a pen and paper, I'm going to tell you what I took, what my doctors recommended me, what I took in the hospital. And this helped me. And um, you can write this down. Vitamin C and vitamin D. For vitamin C, you take 4,000 milligrams. I took it um, four of them per day for two days. And then 2,000 milligrams for three times a day. And you drink a lot of water. Uh, that's what I took for vitamin C. Vitamin D, 10,000 IU, five pills a day for two days. And then one a day for the next 30 days. 5,000 is normal. Um, and that is, this is just coming from my doctor. This is what I follow to work for me. Zinc, 100 milligrams for 10 days. And then 50 milligrams for 20 days. Quercetin, 500 milligrams twice a day. It's actually, I looked up that supplement. It's a great supplement, especially for COVID. And then NAC, 600 milligrams per day, three times a day for one week. And then two times a day for 30 days. This does help improve, uh, improve breathing. NAC is very tough to find. You can get it at iHerb, I-H-E-R-B. Um, and then... This, I mean, I took this in the hospital. I took this before and after. Aspirin, 325 milligrams daily for a week and then 81 milligrams for 30 days. This is to prevent blood clots because obviously when you have COVID, blood clots is a real thing. It was actually what I was most scared more than anything. I was always moving my legs. I didn't want to get a blood clot. And then my doctor recommended 10 milligrams a night for 30 days of melatonin before you go to bed. Probiotics. And then you can get into all the, all of the uh, prescriptions. And again, I'm no doctor. This is what I took uh, before and after the hospital. I'm still taking some of it now. Um, but some, you know, these are medications that you should look into, and you can talk to your doctor about it. Budesonide, Budesen, hopefully I'm saying that right, is a breathing treatment. I took that for a week, and I'm still taking it now. I also took albuterol, which can be mixed with budesonide. Budesonide, I'm probably saying this wrong. Um, and then obviously to take both those products, you should always have a nebulizer. It's a breathing machine. It's always good to have these things in your home um, before you get COVID. So that when you do, if your doctor's like, hey, you need to get this, you already got it. Um, always make sure, and I already said aspirin, make sure you have some aspirin. And then, you know, there's all types of different medications. There's ivermectin, there's there's hydroxychloroquine, there's all kinds, but obviously talk to your doctor about what works for you guys. You know, I've, I've studied a lot of these medications, you know, I, I don't know if you guys, if, if you have not heard the podcast from Joe Rogan, episode 1671 with Brett Weinstein and Dr. Pierre Corey. Corey is the ICU lung specialist. He's been treating COVID-19 since it since it came out, he's he is one of the top five doctors in the world that knows when it comes to data, COVID nineteen, different medications. He's a lung special, ICU and lung specialist. And then Brett is an evolutionary bio, biologist, and between both of them, they know a lot. They swear by ivermectin. Um, in that podcast, they said that you know sixty two percent of people improve when even when dosed late of ivermectin. Eighty two percent are. Uh, are proved, you know, they get better when treated early. And that's why it's so important to find out if you have COVID early and you don't wait. Don't be the, 
I don't need to get tested or I don't want to, like seriously, screw that. Find out, don't mess with your health. Um, and, but that podcast is incredible. It's so much information. They really go deep into it. And one, you know, one of the things that they always talk about, I mean, one thing that they said was, you know, the WHO had considered ivermectin as one of the safest drugs in history with billions of doses distributed all over the world for different kinds of viruses. But the reason why is there's no money to be made off ivermectin. And that's really what this thing comes down to in my mind is that this thing is just about money. And they know that there's no money in ivermectin because it's not patent drug. Where like a drug like remdesivir, who actually, you know, is what, $37,000 per dose? 30 or, yeah, or maybe it's $3,200 per dose. $3,200 per dose? Where ivermectin is $60? <laughs> it's just completely, I mean, this, there's a money thing attached to all of this. And there's, that's the reason why. Um, but again, I'm no doctor. I'm just telling you what I took and what helped me. And uh, you guys can talk to your doctor and, and figure that out. But I will say Joe Rogan's podcast was incredible. So that is a lot of the supplements that I took. Now, the questions. People are like, what's your stance on the vaccine? Have you changed? Listen, my stance on the vaccine, I've never been anti-vax, which is where I'm getting so much hate from so many. It's crazy. So many different people. I have family members that are vaccinated on both sides of my family. I've never had issues with people getting a vaccine. My, my biggest issue has always been about letting the government dictate what people put in their dang body. The moment you give the government that control, you never get it back. Read history, people. And that's what this has always been about. Now, being completely real, like in the hospital, majority, a lot of people that are in there, there's a lot of unvaccinated people in the hospital. And statistically, more people are dying from COVID that are not vaccinated. And I'm sure a lot of people that could, you know, they're not, don't want to hear that. But at the same time, there are a lot of adverse effects from the vaccine that people that are not being reported. And as well, 78% of the people in the ICU today in hospitals are obese. So there, I mean, it's, again, you, you can't just look at it from one perspective. Um, you know, people ask me, are you going to get the vaccine? I'm personally, for me personally, I'm not. I have natural antibodies now, which is an amazing thing. Natural immune, immunity. And, uh, that's, and that is my personal choice. But I think that every single adult has to decide what risk it is worth it to you. What, what is the biggest risk for you? The fact is, we don't know what the long-term effects of this vaccine is. But what we do know right now in the short term, it does seem like people with the vaccine are doing better when it comes to COVID that are not, that are unvaccinated. But again, this comes down to personal choice, medical freedom, and not letting the government dictate what you can put in your body. Fact. There's no, there, there should be no debate about that. And at the same time, 
I mean, you look at Israel right now, over 90% of this country is vaccinated. They're back in lockdown mode. There's breakthrough cases happening all over the, all over the planet. <laughs> so again, like when they're, they're, what it comes down to is no one really knows what's going on. They told us that if you got vaccinated, you wouldn't have to wear a mask. They told us if you got vaccinated, you, w- you wouldn't have to go back into lockdown and we'd have immunity and the country would move on. That's not happening right now. We're going back into lockdown. I know plenty of people that are vaccinated that are stuck at home right now, sick with COVID, with body aches and all the same symptoms that I had. And, you know, when people act like they know what, what, what the truth is, I don't think people do. And it's too, it's above my pay grade to tell you what you should do with your body. And it's above anyone else's pay grade to tell them to you do the exact same thing. And so I think people need to stay out of people's business and let people make decisions for their own bodies. Half my nurses were not vaccinated. Half of them weren't. Half of them were. And I had conversations with all of them about it. And they were all amazing. And some of them joked, you should get vaccinated after this. I'm like, well, don't I got the natural antibodies? Well, yeah, you do. But it's better to be safe than sorry. You know, we had had great conversations. Nurses that weren't vaccinated, they're like, well, I see people in here all the time that are fully vaccinated and they're sick. Again, when people act like people don't have the right to tell you what to do. But my stance comes down to medical freedom and letting people decide what they want to do and they can take the risk. No government should ever, ever tell you what you should do with your body. It's freaking ridiculous. And the reason why we don't know what we believe is because everyone's been wrong. The WHO has been wrong. The CDC has been wrong. We've been told... That, you know, if you get vaccinated, we're th- this is going to go away. And now there's new variants and pe- people, there's reports now coming out that the Delta variant, you know, was a Pfizer 48% protection right now. It's crazy. There's, there is just, no one knows what's going on. I have family, I have family members and friends right now. They're not going out right now and they're fully vaccinated because they're scared of getting it. So when people act like they know... What they know, they don't. They said two weeks of slow spread. You won't have to worry if you get vaccinated. You won't get COVID. You won't get sick. Well, it's all happened. So with that, I'm not anti-vax. I'm anti-government control. And the government has no place They have no place. And that's really what this comes down to. Look at Australia right now. Australia has had like 20 deaths since October. They're averaging like one to two deaths per day in the entire country of Australia. And they're on an entire lockdown. Helicopters flying over their towns. Police, you know, asking people for their passport. It's just, it is absolutely insane what is going around the planet right now. And that's what this is about. That is why we, you know, when people ask, you know, why are you, 
Why are you against the vaccine? I'm not against the vaccine. I'm against the government telling people what to do because when the moment that you give the government that power, they never give it back. Never. And now we see what's happening. These mandates in New York and California, universities, and they're trying to make the unvaccinated second-class citizens. And that is what we're fighting against. So many people think that we're fighting against a vaccine. No, we're not. We're fighting for medical freedom because it's so interesting that people, the same government that these people have have protested and called injustice and said they're killing us and that it's a corrupt government and the politicians are corrupt. The same people that have been protesting this dang government are, are like voluntarily willing to do whatever they say. And they trust big pharma when a lot of these big pharmaceutical companies have been corrupt and they have had billions of dollars of fines for lying and lying about their adverse trials. Makes no sense. It makes no sense. We have to fight for freedom and it's for everybody. And that's always been my stance and that's where I'm at. But in conclusion from all this, guys, focus on yourself. People who want to get the vaccine, they have every right to try something new to protect their body. And people that don't have every right to refuse to not get injected with an experimental, non-FDA approved vaccine. And people that want to take that risk, they can. Not everyone who takes the vaccine is a sheep. And not everyone who doesn't get it is selfish. We can't fall prey to this division. And that is really what this is about. We already had the Trump and Biden division. We had the BLM and All Lives Matter. Now we have Vax and Novax. We can do better than this. And coming out of this, you know, really, I, I, I learned so much. And even for Speak Truth Without Fear, you know, I really want to start focusing on healthy solutions for people and even for myself because, you know, listening to what's going on in the world today and seeing everything, how crazy it is and you, you, you can feel the, you know, with, with just everything going on, the border and obviously the mandates and feeling like communism is trying to take over our country and everything that's going on, we have to find a place of peace in the midst of this. And, you know, obviously... One way we stay informed is we know what's going on in the news cycle. We're reading, we're, stu- we're you know, watching what's going on in social media. And we have to be informed. And the reason why, because we have to fight to defend our freedoms. But at the same time, we have to figure out a way to find our peace in the midst of all of this. And that's something that I really want to focus on over these next couple months is how do you find peace, joy, happiness, be present with your family, your loved ones, still enjoy the time together without always being strung up on what's going on in the world and really learning how to eliminate that stress and that hurry and to be present and to find purpose, leading with faith and not fear. And it's, it's a difficult thing, but it's something that I really want to start tackling and I really want to start, you know, help, help um, lead that with our community and and the people that listen to us. 
And that's something that I'm really want to focus on is really leading in faith and love and not fear and learning to be present. Cause I mean, great. I mean, I'm coming out. I'm so grateful and gratefulness is really, it's, it's like the best defense to depression. It's the best defense to, to anxiety and stress and just finding new tools in the midst of staying informed and knowing what's going on in the country and fighting for our freedoms. Cause we have to do that. We have to be on the front lines, but at the same time, finding tools in order to still find your place of peace and not let fear drive you, but let faith drive you. And I'm saying this for myself because this is what I want to see in my life. I don't always be living in a place of fear or, or feeling worried or stressed or anxiety. But we have to lead from a, a place of faith and confidence. And I know that there's tools out there and we can make changes in our life where we can stay informed, we can lead the fight for freedom, we'll be on the front lines of the protest, we'll show up to the school boards, we'll keep our local government officials accountable, but at the same time when we come home, we're in a place of peace. And there's and spirituality is tagged to this. The way we start our mornings are, are, are a result of this. And there's so many tools that we can all find and explore together so that we can live a joyful, peaceful, spiritual life, even in the midst of chaos. And that's why I love to follow Jesus. Jesus, even in the midst of when so much was going, craziness was going on in the world, when, certain, when a certain child was sick and a father would say, come to my daughter, he always was in a place of peace. He never worried and I want to mimic, mimic my life after that. So that is uh, basically my update. I'm really excited about next week. We're going to get back to the lives. We'll start on Monday night. Me and Ross will be back on the podcast next week as well. That will come out on Wednesdays and Fridays again. And we're going to get back started. And uh, don't forget, if you want to go to speaktruthwithoutfear.com, put in your email because we're going to be sending out a lot more email blasts. We have a lot of announcements. I talked with my team um, this week and a lot about what you know I'm kind of even talking about right now. And we're going to make some really cool changes and we're really going to grow our community. And I'm really excited about uh, some of the plans that we have. And so if you can go to speaktruthwithoutfear.com, put in your email so that we can stay in touch with you. And then we also got a new shirt out. It's one way you can support. But we're about to release an entire merch line over these next couple of weeks, which I'm really excited about. But uh, we did kind of a test run with one shirt, the American Warrior shirt. You can get it at our website. It's one way you can support us. And uh, But yeah, guys, I love you. Thank you so much again for your support, your prayers. We're back. I'm excited. And we will see you Monday night on the Speak Truth Without Fear Instagram Live. Love you guys. Talk to you later. Peace.